Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from the Smoothie King Center Studios in downtown New Orleans. We are getting ready to start a new homestand tonight for the Pels. They welcome in the Raptors, and we'll talk more about that as we go along here on this Monday, and we've got plenty of football, too, as uh, John DeShazer will stop by here shortly to wrap up his coverage of the NFL Combine. And we'll also hear J.D.'s uh, one-on-one interview with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Not a bad way to start a Monday. Um, it's cold and nasty out here in the Gulf South. Um, I know the Siberian, whatever it is, is gripping most of the country. So those of you listening north of us are probably shaking your head at us, and, uh, and I get it. Um, I also am shaking my head today at whether or not I should have watched the Oscars last night. Um, did you watch? What would you think? Um, I was, I guess, a little underwhelmed. And now I'm wondering if I'll ever get those three and a half hours back in my life. Because I was excited to do it. I was ready to do it. There were some things that I liked. But now, like the day later, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Too long, says Daniel. I agree. Um, Anthony Davis is out. It's going to be one to two weeks, it looks like, with his uh, shoulder. The MRI yesterday, uh, thankfully, revealed no structural damage for Mr. Davis. Uh, Davis is getting a little bit tired of uh, not being 100%, um, but he seemed to be in good spirits this morning. Uh, And he was uh, rather candid with the media in the uh, Pelicans locker room a short time ago. Basically, this wasn't the plan that Davis and company had about how they wanted to come out of the All-Star break. You know, our goal, like you said, was to come back healthy and... You know, news about Drew comes out, and then, you know, me and Ryan go out Saturday. It's just, it's tough, you know, but um, we got enough guys who can step up and, and try to, you know, still make that push. Your injury is the same, is in the same spot, is the same area that you same, same exact thing, you know. Um, I don't know how that happens, you know, it's just the same exact thing. Of course, not only will the Pelicans do without Davis tonight, but Ryan Anderson too, Andrew Holiday. The Holiday thing's been extended now for some time. But Ryan Anderson, uh, I think thankfully, is looking at a knee sprain, an MCL sprain, as opposed to something um, 
more dramatic. But nonetheless, Anderson could be out as much as a month. So we'll see how this goes. Hey, look, Thunder have got injury problems. Kevin Durant's going to miss a little more time here. This is all going to be very interesting. And this three-game homestand here starting tonight against Toronto uh, is crucial, crucial. Uh, As Daniel pointed out, the schedule gets rather difficult here at the latter portion of this week. If you go Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week here at home, then it's Sunday, Monday back-to-back, a Wednesday home game next week, and then there's a a weird Friday-Saturday home back-to-back. So it does get a little strange before you get a little bit of a break in early March. But uh, we'll talk more about the uh, Pelicans and Raptors here in just a moment. We'll also stay on the basketball side and share with you our wonderful visit from Friday night and uh, Craig Sager. But up next, we jump into our football conversation with John DeShazer, NFL Combine stuff, right after this. Basketball fans from all over Louisiana are invited to the Louisiana High School Boys and Girls All-Star Basketball Games being held in Shreveport at the Hirsch Coliseum on Saturday, March 21st. The best players from Louisiana will put on an exciting display of showmanship. Tickets are only $10 and games start at 1 p.m. Check out hotels and other things to do at shreveport bosierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... (coughs) Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. Welcome back into the Black and Blue Report. As promised, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com and, of course, the Pelicans Radio Network joins us here on this Monday. John, we spoke to you last week while you were in Indianapolis. Now you're back home, and uh, I'm curious as to what you took away from your time at the NFL Combine this past weekend. Well, I mean, we just got a chance to sit down and visit with uh, Coach Payton and uh, Jeff Ireland and Terry Fontenot, a couple of guys that we hadn't really been able to talk to since the season ended. So it was good to catch up with them a little bit, uh, try to gauge you know what they thought about uh, evaluating the talent there. And again, you know, a, a big thing for the Saints and for most NFL teams, they want to see what they can do with free agency before they really decide on what they want to do with the draft. But they, they get a chance to interview prospects and, and at least look at them work out a little bit at the combine. Since you hadn't had a chance to speak to some of those guys, either A, for the first time, or B, in some time, was your time with them uh, a chance to clear up some things, or at least, uh, I guess, put them out, uh, you know, in public? Well, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that came of it was uh, Dennis, Dennis Allen's role defensively with the Saints. You know, he's not going to be, you know, overseeing the defense, so to speak. It's still going to be Rob Ryan's defense. Dennis is basically another set of eyes who, you know, can bounce some ideas off of Rob, but Rob's still going to be calling the back, the defense primarily. So, you know, I think that's one of the things that was put to rest a little bit. And also just to speak to Jeff Ireland, he'd, uh, he'd been last year with Seattle as a draft consultant. I had not been in football since uh, the end of the season. And so uh, just to get his you know, thoughts on being involved in the draft process and being a guy who's not just come in, you know, they've already had some disagreements, him, him and Mickey Lomas and Coach Dayton about, you know, draft prospects, and that's one of the things that they like about them. They want, you know, different ideas. 
circulating around the building. They don't want a bunch of guys who, who think the same things. They believe that the bait is healthy, and it probably is a good thing. Yeah, probably. I think there was some talk at the end of the season about, hey, we've kind of done this thing uh, the same way for a while now, and, and maybe it is time for something new uh, and fresh. And it sure seems like they've accomplished that. Absolutely. I mean, to just have some guys in who don't think the same, because, you know, again, one of the themes has been, you know, when you finish 7-9, everything isn't hunky-dory. You can't just assume that you're going to be able to do the exact same things and you're going to go back because that was not a, a working formula last year. 7-9 is not acceptable. So they know that formula didn't They're going with something else, and they're hoping that the, the new approach will, will bring some fruitful, fruitful re- results. I mean, you know, Coach Payton said a thing this week. He was saying, look, you know, you want to change everything, but, you know, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to, you know, fix the things that aren't broken with the car. So they got to find out what did work, what didn't work. And obviously there were a lot of things that did not work in a 7-9 season. John, with the, your visit uh, with Coach Payton the other day, he set forth, it seemed like, three distinct positional needs, a corner, interior line, maybe even a pass rusher. Uh, based on what was available or what was being viewed at the Combine, uh, in your eyes, do you think the, the Saints are are pleased to see what's out there at those positions out of this draft class, or is it too early to tell? Oh, I think it's a little bit early. To tell. I mean, the strength of this draft class so far that we know for sure is going to be the receiver position, which is something that the Saints don't have on top of their list. We know that they, uh, you know, they do need corners, and uh, that might be attacked in free agency. I think you know a veteran guy is probably the way they would they would like to go. As opposed to going with a rookie and hopefully and hopefully having that rookie install opposite Keenan Lewis as a starter, so a veteran probably will be your best bet there. And maybe the same thing goes on the offensive line. Although, you know, I think we have to remember that you know they have some guys who are capable who who are on the team who didn't get a chance to play a whole lot last year, but some who did play last year on the interior line. So maybe they'll go in that direction too. But in terms of the draft, I think they want to. You know, see what they can get in free agency. But if they had to draft a guy right now and they couldn't get a guy in free agency, I think they look corner first. John, while you were on the ground in Indianapolis uh, late last week, you had said that there was a palpable hype, I guess, around the two quarterbacks that seemingly are battling for the number one overall draft position. Um, both of them did work out. Both did the full throwing routine. Um, from at least your estimation, did that finally live up to the hype? Yeah, I mean, but again, it, it you know, it's, Throwing under pristine conditions. I mean, the, the worst of it is you're throwing the receivers that you're not familiar with. But I mean, if a guy can run a, a 14, 15 yard out, then he can do it. You know, either he can or he can't. So both of those guys, you know, Marcus Mariota as well as James Winston, didn't disappoint in either way, in any way, in, in terms of their throwing. But again, it's pristine conditions. Both of those guys will probably participate in their pro days too, and they'll have some good times in their pro days because they have a lot of time leading up to those pro days work out with their chosen receivers and those kinds of things. So, again, it's one of those things where I think really the tape tells you the story more so than the workouts because the workouts are always occurring under the, the best possible conditions and the best possible scenarios, whereas the games have provided the adversity that you want to see those guys perform under. John, if my next question is outside your scope of practice, as they say, just tell me and uh, all will be forgiven. But I'm curious as to whether or not you uh, discovered or heard about a local kid, whether it be from here or played his college football in our region, that may have done himself pretty good at the Combine. Well, I think uh, the only guy that I can think of that really kind of jumped was Quan Alexander, Alexander, the linebacker from LSU who ran the fastest linebacker time in the 40. I think it was about 4.53 or so. 
And again, the straight line speed, you know, is, you know, does he have functional speed? Yes, it's impressive that he ran an impressive 40 at the combine, but does he have functional game speed? That's what you're looking for. But he did open some eyes with that 40 time. And another guy who opened some eyes, uh, LSU defensive end, Danielle Hunter, who is a physical specimen, and he ran a good for defensive lineman also. He's another guy who might be climbing up draft boards. He's a little bit raw. He came out a year early. You know, most people believe maybe he should have stayed at LSU, built his stock up a little bit more, but he came on out. And so he might be a guy who might climb up based on some of those individual workouts. Now, again, that's one of those that's one of those dangers when you when you hype a guy up on, on the individual workouts. We know what happened with the whole Mike Mamula case with the NFL Combine years ago when he got drafted, I think, number six overall by Philadelphia and then and really turned out to be a bust in the NFL. You don't want to be draft these guys based on what they do in a workout. However, these workouts do allow guys to open some eyes and maybe get a second look and maybe get a little bit higher regard than they otherwise might have had. And those two kids from LSU, I think, helped themselves. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I think those are the two names that uh, they were buzzing about, mostly after the defensive workouts uh, yesterday. Hey, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to play your one-on-one interview, John, with uh, Saints uh, Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Uh, anything in particular that you want us to to listen closely for in your visit with Mickey? Well, you know what? I mean, Mickey's such a calm guy, but the thing that I, I really, I really liked hearing him talk about was, was the hiring of Jeff Ireland. You know, Jeff Ireland was, you know, a general manager in Miami for for five, six years, and uh, so you know, it takes a guy who's kind of secured himself to hire a guy who could basically do his job and to be and to be comfortable with it. So. You know, you like hearing that, and you like to hear, you know, I, I always like to hear, you know, when he or Coach Payton or any of the guys in the organization say, look, 7-9 ain't going to cut it. You know, that's not what, we, that's not what we're looking for. That's not what, what we're accustomed to, and we got to get better, and we had to make some changes. You, you can't go back and do the exact same thing when you're 7-9. Always like to hear those guys say that because, you know, it, it's just the fact that they're not willing to gloss over, okay, Seven and nine, and there are easy fixes. There are no easy fixes when you're seven and nine. You know, there's, there's got to be some things done. And I think that's why you see the shakeup in, in the in the coaching staff. We've seen a little shakeup on the front office in terms of adding Jeff Ireland and giving more responsibility to Terry Fontenot. So these, those are some of the things that they believe are going to help them get back to the winning side. All right, I'm anxious to hear it. We'll have it for our uh, listeners here in just a moment. All right, take your football hat off, put your basketball hat on. I'll see you tonight here at the Smoothie King Center, JD. I'll be there, man. I, maybe I should maybe I should dress out. I mean, it looks like everybody's dropping like flies. What in the world is going on around? I'll get you up to speed here shortly. It is, uh, yeah, <laughs> the training room is full again, uh, unfortunately. That's John DeShazer. He'll be on the broadcast tonight, Pelicans and Raptors. Otherwise, you can check him out on NewOrleansSaints.com. And we'll check out, all of us together, his interview with Mickey Loomis in just a moment. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Monday, February 23rd at 7 when the Toronto Raptors come to town. The first 10,000 fans in attendance receive a free Pelicans Eye Wallet courtesy of Cox and Fox Sports New Orleans. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $13. Visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. 
I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir? I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island and a new sports car and a golden hot tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, the Saints football staff is still in Indianapolis as the NFL Combine continues here into the new week uh, on the NFL calendar. Uh, As we mentioned, John DeShazer caught up with a lot of folks while he was in Indianapolis late last week, one of which was Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. Here is J.D. and Mr. Loomis from the Combine in Indy. Mickey, we know you guys have a plan that you want to enact. How far along in that offseason plan are you? Well, it's still, it's still pretty early. Um, you know, this is, this is one of the early uh, steps in the process, uh, you know, on these college guys. Uh, you know, we're doing interviews and, and watching workouts and getting, getting, just collecting data and collecting information right now. And uh, obviously that's separate from uh, the free agency that's coming up here at the beginning of March. How many interviews have you guys conducted with players so far? Well, there's two phases of that. You know, the first phase is the in-room um, formal interviews that we do. We get 60 of those. We did. Uh, we've done a bunch in the last two nights. We'll do some more tonight, tomorrow night, uh, and Sunday night. And then there's also an opportunity for our coaches and scouts to, uh, you know, grab players in more of a free-for-all uh, circumstance. Um, you know, at the hotel there, and, and uh, so we'll we'll get uh, another hundred there, probably, maybe even a few more than that. Um, that's more of an informal setting than than uh, our in-room interviews, though. Now we know that Ryan Pace moved on to Chicago to become their general manager. Yeah. Has that process been smooth though, with Jeff Ireland coming in and with yeah. Terry Fontenot um, assuming more responsibilities? Yeah, absolutely. Those guys, uh, you know, Terry. Look, I knew he was ready for more, and and. Uh, stepped up and, and yeah, I would say he's exceeding expectations and, and Jeff who I've known for a long time but haven't worked with before uh, boy he's stepped right in and we haven't missed a beat um, and I like the fact that he you know he comes at it from a little different perspective with some different ideas and, and uh, man I think it's been real good. I guess not to give away the store or anything but are there any positions that are a little bit deeper in this draft? Yeah, you know, I don't know that I can say that yet. I think we're still collecting information, uh, but but uh, we're gonna we're gonna have an opportunity to get some good players uh, uh, in this draft, and and uh, so it'll be up to it'll be up to us. Now we know free agency and the draft work hand in hand for the Saints. You know how how I guess in depth do you look at players and say, yeah. okay, this is a guy that we're gonna go after, as opposed to well maybe he'll be there later if we can get a free agent to fill that position. Yeah, I, I think this our approach has always been let's let's fill as many of our our uh, holes and musts as we can in free agency so that we have. The opportunity to have more of a, uh, um, you know, a, a free reign, if you will, at, uh, once we get to the draft. Um, that doesn't always work. You know, you're always looking to fill positions, and yet, man, we, we've got to be able to take uh, um, the players that we've got the grade the highest. Hopefully, at positions of need, um, but that doesn't always work that way. So, 
but they do go hand in hand. Now we know you said you there had to be some salary restructuring to get the team under the salary cap and that yeah. kind of thing. How close are you to being where you want to be? Well, we've got a ways to go yet, but but look, we're in that we're on the on our way uh, with that. We've got we've got a few things done and we've got a few more things to accomplish. And, and uh, but but I like the progress we've made. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. When we come back, we'll revisit our visit with Craig Sager right here on the Black and Blue Report. Hi, I'm Lisa Albright. I'm 36 years old. I had the perfect life. It was everything I ever dreamed about until two weeks ago. I was standing in line at the grocery store, leaning over to empty my cart when I heard it. Mommy, why are her pants too big in the back? And that's when it hit me. I'm wearing mom jeans. Never again. I will look hot in yoga pants. That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new Firm and Burn chocolate peanut butter smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get into those yoga pants. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly. Well, what a treat for us on Friday night while we were broadcasting Pelicans and Magic from Orlando. We got to spend pretty much the entire third quarter with NBA legend Craig Sager. Of course, he is the reporter extraordinaire for TNT, and he's also now emerging from a battle for his life against leukemia and a beloved figure in the NBA has been on the thoughts and minds of many here during that battle. Friday night was his first game back in an NBA arena since being diagnosed last spring during the playoffs. He's anxious to get back to work. We were so excited that he was willing to join us and as he spent most of the third quarter with us we were in and out of the play-by-play. The game was going on so we've uh, done a little editing here. Daniel Salerson has clipped out some of the play-by-play call and whatnot, and just kind of giving you the, uh, shall we call it the concentrated version? The concentrated version of our visit with Craig Sager this past Friday night. And ladies and gentlemen, we are graced by a legend here in the broadcast booth. He is the legendary reporter covering the NBA for TNT, Craig Sager. Hey, Sean, I don't know about that. I'm a little out of practice, a little rusty. You look great, by the way. Well, I lost about 50 pounds after the leukemia and all the bottom bed and the hospitals and this seriously is the first event I've been to. I haven't been to a restaurant since April 9th. I haven't been out anywhere. They told me, you know, obviously under seclusion in the hospital for six, seven months. And they, my nephew's birthday was today, and I wanted to go to the game and surprise him. So the only thing I could do is uh, run a suite. So cause they didn't want me walking around with people in the crowds in case somebody, you know, had some flu epidemic or right. something because I'm still under the graft-first hostess medicine to keep the transplant, but uh, I'm glad to be here and glad you uh, brought me over. Well, I'm certainly glad you came down as after the Davis free throws, it's another Oladipo lay-in, and here we are, 58-57, in favor of the Pelicans. So you got good news today, is that what I understand? Yes, my final surgery was a week ago Monday. Davis's jumper off the top of the key, no good. Rebound for Fournier. I had to uh, develop pneumonia throughout the bout, and there's a, a black hole in my lung, and so they're had to go in there a week ago, Monday, and they 
It could have been mucus. It could have been uh, scar tissue. It could have been cancer. They didn't know, and I finally got the report back today that it was just a form of some type of a reservoir of mucus that had been built up, but everything was clear. They took it out, and no cancer whatsoever, so they gave me a clean bill of health. So hopefully I'll be back to work March 5th. March 5th. Yeah, You've been chomping at the bit, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> we have a doubleheader that night, and I think I will be at Cleveland at Chicago, I hope. Here's Alfred Payton, the rookie from New Orleans, lays it up strong and in despite the efforts of Tyree Evans. And with that, the Magic now built a three-point lead, 61-58. Craig, I had a chance to see you out on the, uh, in the walkway here during halftime, and you said that throughout all this, you've actually been contacted by Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. And when, how has that conversation been, and, and what has coach been talking to you about? Actually, when it was first announced, I wasn't at the game in San Antonio at the playoff game. And that's when he announced it. And he called me the next day immediately and he started talking to me. And I talked to him and he gave me words of encouragement and said he would be praying for me and his family would. And so then he sent me a, a real nice note like two days later. I was in the hospital and I called him back and said thank you. And then that's when Popovich did the interview with my son. Which was great, by the way. Yeah, it was. And said to get back to you and he'd be nice to me. And I, <laughs> I told Monty, I said, I said, I, I don't know. Coach Popovich said he's going to be nice to me. I don't know what to do. He goes, oh, Sager, he just said that to be nice to you at this moment. He said, when you get back, he'll be his own. He'll go Serbian on you as soon as he wants to. I said, well, good. I feel better now. But So Monty's been calling, checking. It's, he's been one of the, my good supporters and friends throughout the whole deal. Well, Oladipo has blocked the dunk attempt by Omer Ashik, and Fournier has run it right back down to the other end and laid it in. The Magic now on their largest lead of the game. And speaking of Monty Williams, he's forced into a timeout down by seven. 427 now left in the third, and it's 65-58 in favor of Orlando as we keep it here. And holding there is Fry off one bounce. So it's underneath. Another baseline cut for Oladipo. And as he tried to feed the corners, deflected out of bounds by Eric Gordon. I think when I learned it, I didn't know I had that many friends. And, uh, you know, you think of Turner, because I've been there so long, we're a family, but the family extends throughout the entire NBA. You know, I was getting calls, obviously, from Monty Williams, who mm -hmm. spoke, and Coach Popovich was tremendous. And uh, Eric Sposter from Miami Heat would send me care packages from Hooters. <laughs> 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 but I was, you know, players, Kevin Garnett was the first to send flowers to the house. Um, you know, other players were holding up signs, and I, I was getting all sorts of a great support system. And people don't realize, you know, you hear about that, and yes, you know, you got to have faith and all. But that support system is unbelievable. You know, and Barkley on the TV always talking about me, you know, always calling Stacy to see how he's doing. That is so huge, and it just it uplifts you every day, and you don't want to let these people down. You want to be strong. And everybody came to visit me in the hospital. I never wanted to look like I was sick. I never wanted to act like I was sick. I'm not a complainer to begin with, but I'd never want to complain about anything. And so I got to the point, even like the doctors were saying, you got to tell us where you hurt. You got to tell us how you feel. I said, I'm all right. They go, no, we can't help you until you tell us where you're hurting and what's going on. We continue our conversation with Craig Sager here on our broadcast. He's, he's uh, got his get-out-of-jail-free card tonight to come out <laughs> to an NBA basketball game. Orlando inbounds. Don't say that. People think I'm in jail for the last 11 months. <laughs> they know <laughs> no, where you've been. No, I've been, been. sick. Looking yes. Uh, Oladipo misses for three off the left sideline. So a stop for New Orleans. He needs to get back on track here after leading at the start of the frame. Pass to the elbow, turning off the catch. Evans right to the rim, lays it in with the right hand, and it's 67-65. Victor, you asked a question prior to the timeout. The truncated version is this. 
that he was a, he's a communicator by trade. Yeah, exactly. And, and the fact that you're so well known for talking to so many people, and I just wanted to, you were sharing your thoughts of what it was like to have to sit back and you were talking about being in isolation and having so many people on the air in the NBA from pop on down and everybody who knows you talking about you and talking and wishing you all the best. But instead of talking with you, they're sending messages to you, and just how that must have been uplifting for you. It, it definitely was, and to be alive and to hear all those things. Usually, those things only happen, you know, in a eulogy or at a funeral. And here I was alive to hear all these great things, and I tried to keep track of, you know, everyone that said something and everybody who sent cards. And I sent thank you notes to everybody, and I had uh, everybody came to the hospital. They, I had them all signed in, and I had towels made with an autograph, and it's oh, that's like right. a four by six towel. You know, everybody that came by, and all the people that sent cards, and I keep my index cards like I had at Northwestern when I was in debate class. You know, I'd write, <laughs> okay, here's who and so said this, and they said this date, and they sent a card, or they sent this, and so I was able to listen, and uh, it really was amazing. You know, you're sitting there, and you're you're, you're watching everything because. You have nothing else to do in your hospital room. All of a sudden, you know, ESPN would come on and Jay Dondi around the horn would be talking about me. And, and then uh, Jeff Van Gundy would mention something on their broadcast, hope you're doing well. And then the officials would, you know, say, how, how's Craig say you're, you know, hope he's doing well. And it's like, you know, it, it was truly, truly amazing. And uh, I tried to, you know, thank everybody who, you know, said something or sent cards, and you know, you can't thank everybody because there's so many people that said they were praying for you. But I just uh, wanted to get back, and you know, like I said, as a family, I they asked what I missed. I I missed not only the players, I missed the security guards. You know, because we're here so early when we're doing our job, and you miss the fans, and you know who everybody is in the ushers, and I miss the whole atmosphere and everybody's involved in the sport. Alfred Payton, one of two at the free throw line. And as a result, the Magic leads 70 to 69, a minute 20 left now. Here's Evans up top for three. That rims off and rebounded by Dwayne Dedman for Orlando. And just over a minute left as Orlando looks to grow a lead once again. They've been on top now by as many as seven in this quarter. And a foul on a shot at the foul line for Alfred Payton will have him shooting for two. All right, so back to work on March the 5th. You're, you're known for your... Um, your style, shall we say. Craig, have you already picked out a, a uh, back-to-work uh, suit for the occasion? Well, actually, I did because, to be honest, I thought I was going to be back for the baseball playoffs. And orange is the color for leukemia. Okay. And so I had this orange suit made. But unfortunately, it's more like a linen with a stripe, and I can't wear that in Chicago in March. <laughs> no, no, you can't. <laughs> so, plus all the other stuff I have doesn't fit because I lost close to 50 pounds right so uh i've been looking around hoping that you know that would be the day i come back as long as i get the okay officially on tuesday um i will come back on march 5th and i would think because it's in chicago i'll have to wear something that's got some bread in it <laughs> when your fans see you back on tv they're going to say exactly what sean and i were saying that you look great I just can't believe Ernie and the guys at TNT don't have you doing your first game back with, with San Antonio. I mean, that is that is set up for dramatic television right there. Well, actually, we do have a game on the 12th, and it is in San Antonio, but uh, I don't know if it's, we're getting ready at that point to do March Madness. Yep. And we'll be busy. So they want me doing that. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought about that, too. But Chicago's great. I grew up in Chicago with Northwestern. Yep. I married a lovable, a dancer for the Bulls. So that's like a great homecoming anyway. Ryan Anderson's at the line to shoot here on a 
foul charge to Dwayne Dedman. First free throw is good, and the Pelicans are trying to get this thing knotted back up before we go to the fourth. 53.1 seconds left. Hey, before we let you go, Craig, I know that you've been watching the games. That's been a part of your your therapy, I think. Oh, um, without a doubt. As you follow Very the season. Yes, as we come out of the All-Star break, what has struck you most about this, this campaign across the league? I just think that Oklahoma City, um, at the All-Star break, you know, they had 17 home games left. I kept saying they're definitely in the playoff punch. They're definitely going to make it. And then they made those moves in the trade deadline. Here's a team that's going to finish eight, seven. Mm -hmm. And they could they could be the favorites. You know, it's unbelievable. And uh, I know New Orleans was close there. And at one point, you know, we thought this was the year they make the playoffs. But they're not going to catch San Antonio. And they're not going to catch now, I don't think, Oklahoma City. So uh, I think... You know, it's too bad because you want to make the playoffs. But the moves that Oklahoma City made right now in this past week really puts them right there. Living in Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks have been unbelievable. Yes. I mean, geez, the way they play is so fun to watch. They're so unselfish. And to have those four All-Stars is just a tribute to how well they play. Well, it's been a real treat to have you, and certainly great to see you back in familiar surroundings in an NBA arena, Craig. Well, thanks. Thanks for letting me ease into the situation yes, here. Yes. Anything we can do to help, and hope you enjoy your night with the family. Thanks for spending part of it with us. We will Thank spread you the word. Good luck. Yes, we will spread the word of your return and your good health on the way back. Yeah, and I'll talk to Monty afterwards. You want me to come down? He's just been great. Perfect. That's Craig Seger with us from TNT, back in an NBA building for the first time this season. We're all anxious for Craig to get back to work. It was great to see him with a smile on his face. He looks very good. As we mentioned during the interview, that was not uh, some platitude that we were throwing Craig Sager's way. Um, I think he'd probably rather put on a little more weight as he uh, told us off the air to get his golf drive back up uh, to where he likes it. But we'll be looking for Craig in March, and we'll be looking to prove Craig wrong about the playoffs. I'm sure some of you went, what? <laughs> when he said that the Pelicans were pretty much out of it. Let's not count out the Pels just yet. Speaking of the Pelicans, a quick preview about tonight's ballgame with the Raptors when we come back to wrap up our show on this Monday. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz, and we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. The future is now for the New Orleans Pelicans, as all-star Anthony Davis has become one of the elite players in the NBA. 2015-16 season tickets are now on sale, so make sure to secure early bird pricing and receive special gifts as part of our parade of prizes. Season ticket holders receive great benefits, including access to exclusive team events, plus savings on concessions and merchandise. Be part of the best fan experience in the NBA by calling 525-HOOP or visiting pelicans.com today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. I think we have another giveaway tonight. I think tonight is the iWallets presented by Cox and Fox Sports New Orleans. Very cool. Um, and we have a scarf later on this week. I think that's Friday night against Miami. Uh, we've done more giveaways this year than I can ever remember. And that's 10 plus, year now, 10 plus years now of uh, being with this franchise. So the iWallet is yours tonight. If you get here early enough, that'd be a good thing as the Pelicans will be getting ready for the Raptors and a 7 o'clock tip-off 
here at Smoothie King Center. Uh, the Pelicans will be going for a sweep tonight of the season series. If you remember, uh, they won at Toronto, snapped a losing streak at Toronto. Um, and while Toronto has won eight of the last ten meetings, um, maybe you'll like your chances tonight. Toronto is, uh, is a winner in four of their last five, although they got beat up pretty bad by Houston the other night earlier on this road trip, and they'll go to Dallas next. Ooh, I didn't think about that. Weather could be a problem for the Raptors along the southern swing of their road schedule. Isn't that interesting? Maybe a little taste of their own medicine from the, the great north, as they call it. Uh, nonetheless, tonight the Pelicans will look to do it without Anthony Davis, which essentially they did the last time these two teams played. Alexia Jinsa had a big game, 20-plus points, I think six or seven rebounds in that game. And Tyreek Evans also had a great night, too. Uh, Daniel, grab my notes over there on the desk, my spotter sheet. No, no. I want to make sure I've got this right because I just made this note just a few minutes ago. Uh, yeah, Alexia Jensen had 22 points, six rebounds last time versus Toronto. Had to play extended minutes because of Anthony's uh, injury. And then Tyreek Evans, 26 points, including the game winner. That was the layup he hit with 1.6 seconds to go to beat the Raptors on that East Coast trip. It was one of those funky East Coast trips where they won the games they probably shouldn't have and they lost the games they probably should have won. I know, that's happened a lot this season. Nonetheless, let's start the homestand off on the right foot tonight. Pelicans and Raptors starting at 7. New Orleans is 28-27 and 27, and Toronto is 37-18. and 18. Daniel Salerson will be your host tomorrow for the Black and Blue Report. He'll wrap up tonight's Pelicans game, obviously. Uh, tomorrow will be... Mike and Hoffer as well from Pelicans.com and Jeff Ireland. Oh, Jeff Ireland with uh, John DeShazer on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. Have a great rest of your Monday. Stay dry. Um, I don't think you want to be outside a whole lot today. And again, we like to uh, have you here for No Appointment Radio whenever it's convenient for you. Follow on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Otherwise, we'll see you right here next time on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.